nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a Golf Passport cardholder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor. Joe Souchere. We're going to have to have Operation Stay Cool tomorrow. Dang, nab it. I wonder if I put if I put Rain-X on my glasses, I wonder if that would affect the, the lenses in a negative way. But my glasses are too close to my face, and they fog up. I don't think you can have Rain-X that close to your Where skin, you sir. Oh, Rain-X... Yeah, they fog up. My eye, uh, my eye heat must fog them up. Well, no, no. With all your hot Rain- takes. No, 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 no. X would repel water. That's what I'm saying. That's where I'm wondering. It wouldn't help if, you clean them. I'm not worried about cleaning them. I'm saying I wonder if I put Rain-X on them, they wouldn't fog up. Oh. Or maybe you go to a scuba diving store. Okay. And you get whatever scuba divers, uh, boy, those, those Thai... Seals would know, wouldn't they? Mission accomplished. What do you put on your uh, goggles uh, to keep them from fogging up? I think there's a product for that. The entire soccer team and the coach are out. Or do we still have four guys in there, though? You mean rescuers? Yeah. Like kind of cleaning up the place, sweeping up. and No, no. This isn't funny. I mean, are they on the way out? I haven't heard the latest. I just know that all of the soccer players and the coach. Just tell removed. me the coach was last. Yeah, he was. Okay, good. If yeah. he goes out first, that's, you know, that's, he signs his. Well, he's like the captain of a ship. He's got to, he's got to be the last one. Not the Costa Concordia. And what is this now? Uh... Well, wait, really quick. You know what I learned today that I did not know? And maybe you guys covered this. I missed the show yesterday. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the SEAL team members had to remove their oxygen tank for part of that oh, yeah. trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Ooh. 15 inch thing where they had to go. You know, turn their bodies. I the think side. the seal who died was a female. You know, I I don't even know the name of the seal that died. I just knew that there was a seal that died. Well, I'm going to breathe easier once I know the four uh, rescuers are also. I'm going to look here. What is uh, help me? <clears throat> uh, this was just new to me today. Okay, sportscaster idol competition. Oh yeah, yes. What is that? Well, uh, what is we, these animals? We're having a competition, and yeah. what we're going to have is uh, people competing to get a one-hour show for one year from seven, the highly coveted seven to eight a.m. slot on Sunday morning. Really? It's your show. Doesn't have to be real sports, real fast. It just has to be solid. Does it have to be a sports show? I think it can uh, pretty much be whatever you want. But your your chances of winning it. I would guess aren't going to be very strong if it's not in some way sports related. I would imagine. 
So what what do people do who covet this uh, so opportunity? Starting next Monday, yeah. uh, auditions are going to be accepted through our website, 1500ESPN.com. You, you'll see it. It's the Sportscaster page. You Boom, you click right on that. And, and what, the, and what uh, are contestants to do? Send in a video of themselves? Mm-hmm. Yes, but, uh, but let me stop you right now. If you are a budding broadcaster... And you send in a boring tape of you reading box scores. Yeah, anybody can do that. Well, I think this is creative. We want your creativity. This isn't. And boom goes the dynamite. This is not. And boom goes the dynamite. I mean, you might throw that in there, maybe, but you need to have some substance because this is major market radio. You're going to be on a major market station for one year. They want to make sure that you're going to be entertaining, uh, informed, and don't pretend you know everything. Because nobody wants to listen to that. Here's either. the most important part. The auditions are going to be accepted starting Monday through the 29th. So you basically have two weeks to get your button gear. All right. On the 30th, which is July Monday, July 30th, the videos will then that that, that were entered th- through those two weeks will be uh, judged okay. based upon the team here. And 10 finalists then will be selected. All right. And yeah, those your auditions, video, you might want to throw in some hot chicks in there, see what's going on. Well, but, uh, but, you know, no, you, you, you do have to put some work into it if you want to be a, one of the 10 finalists that's selected. It can't be the Denny Green, you know, I'm in the bunker, you know, background. It's got to be fun. be telling me what to say on my show. Yeah, right. You want to dictate me on my show. Say we lost Barbara Carlson. I and saw I think, that. I think in honor, Pat and I will do three to four today in a hot tub. Love it. Really? Yes. Is that what that big truck is out yeah. there? We're going to do three to four in a hot tub. Hot water or cold water? Well, I suppose warm well, water. Whatever. Hot hot called hot tubs. When yeah. did Barbara do mornings here? Remind me. Oh, back Nine to in 11? Early 90s. Yeah. 9 to 10.50 because we ran Paul Harvey Paul Harvey News. Barbara was 80. Uh, she, is, she was a richest to rag story. She was just recently featured in the uh, Star Tribune. Yes, and, and a big uh, piece that uh, and she kept up a great attitude, even though she went from riches to rags. Right, she was, uh, you know, she went from being the wife of a governor and living over on the in the lakes area to uh, uh, ending up in some assisted living. Well, or, even or, growing up, well, growing up, she was the she belle was a, of the ball, wasn't she? Visitation uh, grab, but I'm not sure the nuns want to claim that. <laughs> yeah, but a great character. Oh, right? she was great character. Uh, she died Monday. Her family was around her, and of course, she had a, a she had a very significant career on this radio station. Yeah, she did. And you know what? She was an in your face of a politician had something in their past. Uh, there was she would address the white elephant in the room. She'd get in their face. That's why I think she was attractive on the radio, even though she threw in a little bit of crazy. But she would she would get to the point with the local. Politicians. I wonder if she would have liked Alexandria Ocasio Dash Cortez, the uh, the Democratic Socialist Marxist who uh, won, uh, uh, beat the uh, entrenched uh, Democrat in New York, and she had uh, she really uh, uh, capitalized in her campaign on the fact that she was a, a kid from the Bronx and uh, knew what hard times were and wants to get all of your money so she can redistribute it the way she would know how to. Well. There's a real problem with that. Uh, she grew up in one of America's wealthiest zip codes. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Uh, she claimed that much of her worldview was defined by a 40-minute ride between the public school and her family home north of Yorktown. But the one thing she left out was the fact that the family moved away from New York City to a suburb north of Yorktown Heights. 
This, this suburb is known for being one of the wealthiest counties in the country, dispelling her girl from the Bronx narrative. And she used that to win political points with her base. So just something I think would be, it's just kind of an inconvenient fact. You know what? That's the kind of stuff Barbara would love to draw out of that person and say, you are a fraud. Mm-hmm. You're a fraud. But I mean, if you're going to be a socialist, I suppose you got to have hard scrabble upbringing. You know, it, oh, to give you some street credibility. Yeah, yeah. for your street creds, if you're going to be a Marxist, you got to say, you know, I, I've never had a nickel. Right, and, and it's right. because It's because of oppression, and, and I've been <laughs> marginalized, and I'm a victim. And, and it turns out that she was not any of those things, that she had right. a very comfortable uh, upbringing. So, Boy, what makes people do that, though? She wants power. She wants to be important. She doesn't want to be useful. Mm. And that's the problem we face with most of the people who get elected the closer you are to the country's tallest buildings. Mm-hmm. You go out to some small town in yep. uh, rural North Dakota, and the, and the mayor is somebody who wants to be useful. Right? And probably has another job or well, of two. Of course he does. Right. Or she does. Or sure, her. Uh, you, but the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the more likely you are to be governed by those who govern from the salon. So that, that's, that, can, that formula can never be successful. Ever. What, the salon? The salon, yeah, it, it can, they try to implement it, but it can never be successful. Well, socialism doesn't work. And I said this the other day, but you always get a, an Alexandria, uh, what's her name? Cortez Martinez. You get a Bernie Sanders to come along, who's a multimillionaire, by the way. You get Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez comes along, and she, what she believes is it hasn't worked because she hasn't tried it yet. She's got a, she's got a, she found the, the, the flaw in the system, the mm-hmm. finger in the dike. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work. Uh, all you have to do is look at Venezuela for a current reference point. Right. Venezuela doesn't work. There's no food on the shelves. And then what's the, you know, what's the incentive to work if you're going to get the same or you're not going to get enough? People well, give up. Just a moment. Okay. The end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. The Washington Post is reporting via the Associated Press that the medic and three Thai Navy SEALs who stayed with the boys in the cave until they were rescued have now also left the cave. Yes. So everyone is out of that inferno. Isn't Uh, that fantastic? You know what that is, and that that deserves something. I'm going to give that to you right 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 away here. Right. Here's today's ray of hope. <clears throat> the uh, that that task that they had to take on was amazing. I don't think you're out on much of a limb. There. Really not. Yeah. I know that I said it. Yeah. Say yesterday we noted uh, during a John Height newscast that a uh, fellow and I believe his son uh, were trapped on a zip line that installed over an alligator-infested pond. You know, Fred's Alligator Ranch right, in somewhere, Florida. Somewhere in Florida. And they had the bright idea, well, you know, alligators aren't enough. Let's put a zip line up. Right. And they got stuck. They were fine. They got rescued, right? Yeah. Well, this is a little tougher. Uh-oh. An Israeli man on his honeymoon was killed oh. and his wife seriously injured when they crashed into each other on a zip line in Honduras. 
I, it's not funny. No. So they were going to do what? Opposite zip lines and a gale, a gale Tishman 24 and Schiff Fanken 27. I don't know who the male or female would be. Hmm. Uh, collided with each other Thursday over a treetop canopy near Roatan, according to the Jewish Telegraphic Agency. The newlywed couple were reportedly on a cruise that stopped in the popular tourist destination about 160 miles from Tegucigalapa. Spell it. Tegucigalapa. Officials said that Franken... Uh, had become stuck on the zip line cable and her husband crashed into her. Okay, so the female is Schiff, Schiff Franken, and her husband was Egale uh, Tishman. Uh, the girl stayed halfway on the cable and the guy came from behind and hit her. Local firefighter Wilmer Guerrero told La Prensa newspaper. Uh, Franken was rushed to a hospital in serious condition and later airlifted to another facility in Fort Lauderdale, but she lost her husband. On a zip line on their honeymoon. No thanks. Tegucigalpa, huh? Tegucigalpa, Igalpa, Igalpa. Very difficult to mm-hmm. pronounce. That's sad. That's uh, that's uh, that's the definition of sad. I. How is your husband? I am. He is gone. I am sad. We had a short, uh, short marriage. Right. Yeah. Well, I hope he wasn't putting it. Or you know, I hope he wasn't. Putting her off, you know. Hey, you know, we got nothing but time. Don't worry about. We'll get. We'll get married. Well, they were. She was twenty-seven. He was twenty-four. Oh, older woman, huh? Mm -hmm. Okay. I learned three things yesterday. No Uh, train rides for me. Yep. No zip lines for me. That's two. And no caves. Uh, You're on caves. I still want to. There's a great cave in Wisconsin that's really fun to go to. Nope. Nope. Well, guys, I mean, this isn't Thailand. It's not going to, we're not going to. Nope. You know what? We're not going to drown. Nope. No splunking for you? Nope. What, what's the attraction for you? Hey, I'm in a cave. Look at that. What's well, neat to see what's under. You got to go down some stairs. Look at them in the, rocks. In the belly of the beast, you know, and you're seeing stuff. Bats. A lot of bats. That's a no. You like bats, though. I do. I'm a, I'm a, I'm <clears throat> pro bat. I don't want to, you know, necessarily hang around with them, but, yeah. uh, Students at Iowa State University encountered a new form of uh, activism on campus this week in the form of a tree of oppression funded by the student government. According to images obtained by Campus Reform, the tree is located on campus and appeared to have several multicolored plastic chains wrapped around its trunk and branches. The political display was also accompanied by a tree of oppression sign that explained the message behind the initiative. This tree represents the countless identities that face oppression on campus each day, the sign read. Each color represents a different identity waiting to break the chains of bondage. Right there, Iowa State. So much oppression. While independent student organizations frequently spearhead similar political projects around the country, the funding for the tree of oppression was allocated by the Iowa State Student Government Senate in October 2017. 
According to the student government bill, which passed without opposition last year, the tree represents the macro and microaggressive interactions marginalized students experience under institutionalized systems of oppression each and every day. Wow. The tree does. Did not know that. The Diversity and Inclusion Committee hopes to use this tree as a physical representation of the universities and more specifically the student body's acknowledgement of these negatively impactful interactions. <laughs> the document also presented a breakdown of the proposed expenses for the project, including 640 bucks for the colored plastic chains, 150 bucks for a metal sign, and 210 bucks for shipping and handling. 210 on the shipping, huh? Mm-hmm. I think you could have got that cheaper. Jacob Schrader, the only senator to vote against the bill at the time, told Campus Reform that normally this sort of stuff is done by clubs, while this was a direct action by a committee of student government, and that he felt it was preachy towards the student body. Really? I think it is, too. Uh, what? Wow. I, I guess so you'd go to the tree. You'd go to the tree and... Uh, Tell it your problems. What you have here is the, is the failed academy working as hard as possible to convince an entire generation that they're victims. And the tree does not care. No, tree might be alive, but it's not. It, it it's it, it it's an absolutely failed academy. But why do so many people buy into it just because they want to feel better, huh? Who in the hell at Iowa State could rightfully claim that each and every day they face oppression because of who they are? Uh, not many. I don't think many at all. Right. Didn't Angie go to Iowa State? Yes, she did. Uh, she did. Yeah. I wonder what she thinks of this. Uh, she'd probably She's be probably singing. glad that she didn't have to pay for it. She'd be happy that she blessed the rain down in Africa. So basically, <laughs> they took a they took a grand of money that could have been spent on something useful, and then they decided to call the tree a, a, the tree of of uh, what are they calling it? The tree of faith. Uh, the, Diversity? The, no, the... Uh, Unity. Oh, the tree of oppression. Oppression. The tree of oppression. Yeah. yeah. Tree didn't sign up for that, did it? No. no, leave the tree alone. Let it grow. Don't be messing with it. You know, you're 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 ruining it. You're pounding nails into it. You got to sign up. Ouch. And, the tree. The tree if cries I wrote out. A book you know, the trees? only... The, the tree was oppressed here. The right. tree was the, right. the, the marginalized gone. living thing. I didn't ask for this. Leave me the alone. The tree is the marginalized sentient being... I'll meet you at the Tree of Oppression at 3 o'clock. Sounds like a plan. All right, I'll see you there. (laughs) Just a minute. Is John Height ready? Yes. Shoes. Here's John Height. Thanks, Joe. It's partly cloudy and 78 degrees. This update brought to you by MetaFast. Uh, Twins now with five wins in a row after they beat the Royals 3-1 last night behind newly named All-Star Jose Barrios. Tonight, Aaron Slagers pitches for the Twins. Veteran Ian Kennedy not having a good year. Uh, He's 1-8 on the season. Pitches for Kansas City. One one other uh, Twins note, the Dodgers... Oh my God! Sorry about that, Jane. You guys know we're on the air, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, The Dodgers talked a couple winners back to the Twins about the possibility of getting Brian Dozier in a trade. Didn't happen, but now apparently the Dodgers are asking again about Dozier. The Dodgers, according to Yahoo.com's Jeff Passan, have had talks centered on several second basemen, including 
Brian Dozier. Dozier currently hitting 222 with 13 home runs. Uh, he's also known to get hot in the second half of the season. He's in the last year of a team-friendly four-year contract. What's a team-friendly four-year contract? Meaning he can afford him. Yeah, it means he's not making as much oh, money as he okay. could be. Or, <clears throat> gotcha. News notes from today. A Hopkins man who had previously been convicted of DWI has been arrested and charged with DWI and child endangerment. According to the criminal complaint, authorities received a report July 7th of a man in an SUV allowing a child to drive the vehicle in the area of Main Street and 5th Avenue North. Officers located the vehicle in question and pulled the driver over. He was identified as 31-year-old Dominic Eugene Green. Neither Green nor the one-year-old child in the vehicle were wearing seatbelts, according to the complaint. Officers said Green had bloodshot eyes, his speech was slurred, an open bottle of tequila visible on the passenger seat. When asked about the bottle, Green claimed it belonged to somebody else. Officers told Green the child in the vehicle... Quick thinking. (laughs) The child needed to be buckled into a car seat, to which Green replied they were only driving around the block. According to the complaint, when officers asked how much he had to drink that day, Green told officers, I'm not even circumference to do that. What's that mean? That's from the complaint. I'm not, not even circumference, circumference to not do this. Circumference I can't even that. figure out what that might, what he, I, what he intended meant? to say. Yeah, no idea. He wouldn't. Talk. I'm not confident to say that, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, reportedly refused to perform any field sobriety tests. Officers arrested him. Uh, they learned Green's driving privileges had already been revoked in January as a result of driving with a blood alcohol content above the legal limit. While that revocation was in place, he was convicted of another DWI early in July. Green's now been charged with gross misdemeanor child endangerment and gross misdemeanor DWI. Of course, we're all against, you know, uh, driving with one-year-olds and drunk driving, all that kind of stuff. But what he should have done is he should have taken a page from the rookie, I've had a little too much, and just looked at the officer and said, "Mm -mm." (laughs) mm-mm. Not try to use big words like circumference. not circumference to answer that. not circumference Mm -mm. to answer that. Remember the, uh, the story about the bear at Lord Fletcher's? Yeah, yeah. Sure. On one of the newscasts, I heard a bystander being interviewed, and she said it was surprising to uh, see a bear in this populous of an area. Is that a, is that a correct use of the word populous? I don't think populous so. of an area. In this hmm. populous of an area? I, I thought not. I, it doesn't sound correct. In this populated area, maybe. You know, this was a big hot talker out in my neck of the woods. The bear? The bear. You live in bear country. I, we, we do. Bear country. But my favorite was the I, th- I think it was, it might even have been the same woman you're referencing, Joe, in which she said, well, I didn't know they were going to shoot it. Well, <laughs> when you call in a, an, pro, an animal. We, we were pro-shooting that bear. And I like bears. I do, too. Right. But, you know. How about you? Um, I'm with you, but what did what did she think was going to happen? Well, she wanted a tranquilizer situation. They didn't have time. But was she think they're going to train it to ride a unicycle? Well, they wanted, her, they wanted it to be knocked out so they could take it up to somebody's farm or something. I don't know. <laughs> My friend at the airport uh, <laughs> overheard something. He told this to me earlier today. Speaking of long words, uh, a, a agent at the airport gave out some bad information. And he apologized and he said, I'm sorry for the misconfusion. Well, sometimes <laughs> that, you just make up words. That's really not a confusion is enough. Right? I'm right, sorry right. for the confusion. Right. But the misconfusion. Maybe he meant to say misunderstanding. Maybe. John Height yeah. with the news. Oh, yeah, I'm, uh, can I do one of those too, may I? Sure. Uh, last night in my house, I had a, a child of mine say to me, uh, if I take these out of the freezer, how long will they take to unthaw? Ooh. To which you I, just have to say thaw. Well, I looked yeah. at him with my you eyes. I keep him in the house a little bit longer. And, and, then he, and then he went, 
Or maybe just law. Uh, yeah. <laughs> President Trump announcing last night Brett Kavanaugh, his nominee to fill the vacancy on the U.S. Supreme Court. The 53-year-old Kavanaugh has served as judge since 2006 on the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Washington. Kavanaugh said to the president during the primetime press conference, I'm grateful to you and humbled by your confidence in me. He went on to say, if confirmed, he will keep an open mind in every case and always strive to preserve the Constitution of the U.S. and the American rule of law. Nominee announcement came after weeks of speculation as to who would fill the seat of retiring Justice Anthony Kennedy after nearly 30 years on the bench. Uh, Kavanaugh does have a history here in Minnesota. He spoke at a U of M law school event in 2008, later published an article about it. He worked with Special Prosecutor Kenneth Starr during his investigation of President Bill Clinton back in the 90s, spoke about the experience at that event. He also clerked for Kennedy. Mm-hmm. He was a Kennedy clerk, yes. Uh, he later wrote in a Minnesota Law Review article that sitting president should receive temporary deferral of civil suits and of criminal prosecutions and investigations, saying they are time-consuming and distracting. Uh, Senator Chuck Schumer this morning already going after that view, saying it's no wonder that Trump chose Judge uh-huh. Kavanaugh. He said that Trump knows his nominee would be a barrier for special counsel Robert Mueller in the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. White House Deputy Press Secretary Raj Shah asked today if Kavanaugh should recuse himself from any questions related to the Mueller probe, if it should make it to the Supreme Court, only said those are complex issues. Thai Navy officials confirming every member of that youth soccer team, 12 boys and their 25-year-old coach, had been led to safety from the flooded cave where they were marooned for more than two weeks. The news capped a dramatic search and treacherous three-day rescue mission that captivated the world. Thai Navy, uh, Thai Navy, excuse me, uh, posted on their Facebook page, 12 wild boars and coach out of the cave. Everyone's safe. We are not sure if this is a miracle, a science, or what. I think it's a combination. Yeah. And uh, the three SEALs and the medic who had remained are also out. Yes. Leader of the Thailand Cave Rescue said a medic and three SEALs who stayed with the boys in their dark refuge are now out of the cave. Now, why don't also. you just cement the entrance to that dump? No, they gotta, they're going to use that to make the movie. You're, you know, you're now anti-cave. Aren't and you? How I'm bad about, on caves, man. How about our guy Elon Musk taking a... Did you guys see what he did yesterday? Yeah, he took over his uh, new submarine he invented. The little but, tiny one, yeah. Okay, Elon, we get it. You're really smart. you got all these wild inventions. How about get out of the way and let the guys that are actually rescuing these kids do their job? I don't think the sub could have done what the humans No, it, no it wouldn't no, have been able to. No, but, no. you know, he just had to use that opportunity to promote himself. Elon. Okay. You don't agree with that, I Jeff? don't agree with that, no. Why? So, and that was not yesterday. That was about five days ago. Well, whatever, actually. whenever it was. Um, I, I just think he's uh, he wanted to help. I, he's got plenty of publicity. I don't think he needs to say, here's a sub. I, I just thought drive. it was a grandstanding moment. He said I still wouldn't drive one of his space. cars. Yeah, sp- see, the real story is, though, the boys were offered a ride in the sub, <laughs> but they knew it was from Tesla, and they thought it was just going to randomly start on fire, so they didn't want to get in it. <laughs> or it might not have enough charging power to get out. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they had to stop and charge it halfway. Yeah. President Trump today pardoning a pair of Oregon cattle ranchers who had been serving sentences for arson on federal land. I remember that uh, back in 2016, those sentences. The Bundys? Yes. Mm-hmm. Set off the armed occupation of a wildlife refuge. 76-year-old Dwight Hammond and his son Stephen Hammond became a cause celeb that inspired an anti-government group's battle with the federal government. Over Where am I getting the name Bundy then? Uh, Bundy's the guys that came in later after oh. these two guys. Oh. Uh, but it was all part of the same deal. Yeah. Uh, the occupation of the Malheur National Wildlife Refuge resulted in the death of a rancher from Arizona. The Hammonds have a long history of conflict with the federal government, but many felt their sentences for 2001 and 2006 fires were unfair. 
Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the White House press secretary, said in a statement, the Hammonds are multi-generation cattle ranchers in Oregon, imprisoned in connection with a fire that leaked onto a small portion of neighboring public grazing land. The evidence at trial regarding the Hammonds' responsibility, the fire was conflicting, and the jury acquitted them of most of the charges. The pardons will shave time off the Hammonds' five-year sentences. Dwight Hammond has served three years. Steve Hammond has served four. Actor George Clooney taken to a hospital in Sardinia and released after being involved in an accident while riding his motor scooter on the Italian island. He's recovering at his home. will be fine, according to Clooney spokesperson Stan Rosenfeld. The John Paul II Hospital in Olbia confirmed Clooney was treated there and released after the accident Tuesday morning. Local media representatives who had gathered at the hospital said Clooney left in a van through a side exit. Daily newspaper La Nueva Sardinia said the 57-year-old Clooney was heading to a film set when a car hit his motorbike. The accident occurred near Costa Coralina in the province of Olbia. BBC News reports Clooney was in Sardinia filming a television miniseries adopted from Joseph Heller's World War II novel Catch-22. Uh, Clooney does have a home on Lake Como, which is on the Italian mainland. If I end up in a <clears throat> hospital in Italy, I hope it's the John Paul II hospital. <laughs> I didn't know the Deuce got a hospital. He got a hospital. And, well, and La Sardinia, why is this... Uh, why is that... Uh, what do you recall Sardinia? What event happened there? Sardines. Nope. <laughs> I don't know what, quickly. The Olympic hide-and-seek championships. Is that where they ended? He, he was hiding in Sardinia. <laughs> <laughs> One of the great Monty Python oh, it's the best bits ever. of all time. Google Olympic hide and seek. We'll uh, find it. Dave Dole. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're at 77 degrees, but the clouds are going away, so we're, our temps are going to jump up here in a hurry. Uh, get rather humid as well. We have mid-60-degree dew points. They're going to climb just slowly through the afternoon. I think we'll get up close to 88 for the afternoon high today. Partly cloudy, hot and humid tomorrow, though, 92 for the high. There is a excessive heat watch out for tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening. Uh, that's when we could have heat indices go as high as 102 to about 104. And again, the actual high will be about 92, but we're going to have 70-degree dew points tomorrow, so it's going to be um, rather uncomfortable. And then tomorrow night, showers and storms develop along a cool front, and they could be rather strong, I think, after midnight to 1 a.m. And then Thursday, morning showers, otherwise still warm, 88 for the high on Thursday, and this, that's after the front moves through. And then mostly sunny and hot again on Friday, up to 90. 91 on Saturday, some more storms develop on Sunday. That'll keep us at about 86 for the high, and then lower 80s for highs early next week and less humid as well for both Monday and Tuesday. Again, today, Joe, going for a high of around 88. Right now, we're at 77. Thank you. Uh, Frequent contributor Kelsey uh, says regarding the oppression tree at Iowa State. (laughs) How long do you think 12 of those kids had last in that cave? <laughs> Today, the Boston City Council is holding a hearing to consider giving non-citizen legal residents the right to vote. Supporters argue that this would make the elections in the city more inclusive. The new legislation would apply to non-citizen legal residents, including visa holders, legal permanent residents, anyone with temporary protected status and deferred action for childhood arrivals recipients 
These immigrants would be allowed to vote only in municipal elections. Non-citizens are still barred from voting in federal elections under federal law. Well, just hang on. That'll change. Don't worry. Right. The hearing was requested in January by City Council President Andrea Campbell. Campbell's request for the hearing stated the purpose of our local government, including the mayor's office of immigrant advancement, is to strengthen the ability of diverse cultural and linguistic communities to play an active role in the economic, civic, social, and cultural life of the city of Boston. All right. According to a U.S. Census Bureau survey in 2015, these residents make up 28% of Boston's 673,000 residents. Non-citizen residents of Boston also reportedly paid 116 mil in state and local taxes. Yeah, you know, they got a, they got skin in the so game. Then, okay, they got yeah, skin but, in the game. But they're not legal. Other cities across the country have tried similar measures unsuccessfully. In November, San Francisco voters approved a proposition that will allow non-citizen parents and guardians to vote in school board elections. However, this measure is specifically restricted to these to this subset of non-citizen adults and applies only to the school board elections. If Boston passes this today, it would be the first city to successfully do so for all citywide elections. But when you get to Boston, you are getting close to the country's tallest buildings, mm-hmm. and you are invariably going to be uh, led uh, by the likes of Andrea Campbell. Uh, but, you know, they paid $116 million in taxes. Hey, let them do what they want. Who is it? Guy? Yeah, Joe. Yes. Going back to John Height's uh, news story about the Elon Musk and the submarine and then the rescuing. Yes, guy. Now, I, I got to check this out. Uh-huh. Uh, check this out, Joe. You mean to tell me if you were at the Disneyland submarine ride and all your buddies were climbing into the hatch, you would opt for the uh, scuba tank? Yeah, I, I had a little trouble with it. Guy. <laughs> You know what? You know what? He was even too early. Yeah, see, he's so he's, panicked. Now he's. <laughs> we've schooled Ingy over the years. You go on too long. You're yep. you're, you're stepping on your own lines all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And and now, now he's the reverse. <laughs> now he's like Pat going to break. Right. Wait, 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 click. Back. click. <laughs> Come on, Ingy. We're trying to help. Oh, that was him. good. Yeah, He's instead of the there, sub, you'd get the scuba. You'd yeah. get the scuba gear. Let's have a... Hey, you want to hear a little memory of Mickey Rooney? Yes. All right. It's the end of the world as we know it. And he feels fine. Joe Sushere. This portion of Garage Logic brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company with locations in Bloomington. Fridley, now Woodbury, and of course Duluth. You ever heard of the singer Drake, a rapper? Sure. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know a guy that was uh, one of the uh, one of his crew members. Yeah, well, this tells me all I need to know. He's now beaten the Beatles' record for having the most songs in the Billboard Top Ten. Oh. Mm-hmm. The Beatles once had five songs in the Top Ten. Whoever this clown is, he's got seven. Ooh. That's the end of the world, as far as I'm concerned. That, uh, you you reject that, is what you're saying. I don't know his music. It's 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 pretty bad. I'm I'm not a rap music fan. No, you're not. A, I mean, you're looking for. Well, they were uh, 
Can't Buy Me Love, Twist and Shout, She Loves You, I Want to Hold Your Hand, and Please Please Me. And that's when they were, they weren't even any good. They, yeah. <laughs> what, a day in the life that was just Paul McCartney talking about his life, and then Drake's in there for nice for what nonstop God's plan in my feelings. I'm upset, emotionless, don't matter to me. I, I, I come on, it's the end of the world, man. It's it's that's the end of the world. That that, that that's a record the Beatles should have never had broken, and and but I think it it says it answers all it answers many questions for me. If if Drake uh, has the top ten record now on Billboard, that that answers a lot of questions for me. Uh, the center is not holding for Drake. Mm. Fifteen hundred ESPN is KSTP St. Paul Minneapolis. Temperatures rising. It's uh, what is it? Seventy nine, seventy eight.